I'm Michelle Long. Time for a daily market wrap this Thursday, October 26, 2023. Asian markets traded mixed on Thursday, with benchmarks in Australia, South Korea, and Japan falling, while markets in China and Hong Kong gained after Beijing unveiled more stimulus measures to prop up its fragile economy. Philippine shares also fell in anticipation of an off-cycle rate hike by the Banco Central, which came after trading hours. The PSE index closed at 60.18, down six-tenths of 1%. Unicapital Securities' Gabriel Aguila notes 6,000 is a key support level. There will be some challenges in terms of expectations. Um, most mostly coming from uh, how second quarter went in terms of GDP. So there may be some weakness in that uh, moving into the third quarter. Um, but so far, if we look at the growth figures from coming from the second quarter, it did slightly outperform. So any weaknesses we may come into the third quarter may just normalize it to still the original 2023 estimates. Corporate earnings logging a 15% growth. And in the second quarter, we had a 19%. So in the way we treat it, we see that there's a little bit of buffer room. Good earnings results outcome from the third quarter would really improve investor sentiments. Um, our valuations are already quite low. At the, at the current level, 6,028, I think right now, is around 10.5, 10.6 times. So on a value perspective, it does improve sentiments. But going into the month of the corporate earnings uh, in the next two weeks, three weeks, while trader Miko Sayo sees some more liquidation in the coming week. When we broke below the 6,000 level earlier, I think some stop loss uh, were hit. That's yeah. why you probably saw uh, some accelerated selling during the day. But I think we are now uh, trading at oversold conditions in the short term and we could bounce here in the next day or probably by the shortened week next week. I guess a lot of traders are also liquidating some positions because they're afraid of the long weekend. But I expect the market to you know, bounce back a bit uh, from here after the long holiday. In corporate stories, Robinson's retail saw net income fall 41% in the first nine months of the year to $2.6 billion, weighed by equitized losses from minority startup investments which continue to ramp up. The de-recognition of Robinson's bank's net income following the ongoing merger with BPI. Interest expense from the acquisition financing of the BPI shares that were purchased earlier this year and the absence of cash dividends from BPI in the third quarter of 2023. Excluding these and Forex losses, interest income from bonds, core net earnings was actually slightly up by 4%. On the top line, supermarkets and drugstores continue to be the main drivers, accounting for almost 75% of total revenues. The group ended September with a network of 2,368 stores across its brands. Still in the earnings stream, Pangilinan-led upstream oil and gas company PXP Petroleum narrows its nine-month net loss attributable to equity holders of parent to 22.9 million pesos from 25.3 million in the same period last year. Although core net loss is bigger at nearly 24 million, resulting from lower margins from Gallic operations and higher overhead and interest expenses. Consolidated petroleum revenues jumped 28% as volumes more than offset lower prices from Service Contract 1 of Gallo. 
The company says it continues to coordinate with the government on the reception of activities and service contracts 72 and 75 in the West Philippine Sea while pursuing exploration work in service contracts 40 and 74. And Price Corporation posts its highest nine-month net income at 1.6 billion pesos, up 28%, boosted primarily by strong sales volumes of LPG and improved margins in the Luzon market. Meanwhile, Union Bank increased the size of its Philippine bonds program to 50 billion pesos from the initial 39 as established in 2019. The Aboitis-led bank says it may, from time to time, offer and sell the remaining balance of the program. And finally, KMC Savills is betting on smaller cities farther from Metro Manila to supercharge amid desire of multinationals and service providers to cut costs. Cities that don't even have uh, a BPO or a call center in them now. Uh, there's a real um, effort right now from, from the contact center and BPO industry to save their clients another 10%. So there's a lot of pressure from their uh, U.S. Uh, clients that says, hey, you gotta you, you gotta drop your rates like you, you gotta save me ten percent and and their largest expense is labor mm-hmm. and the farther they get from Metro Manila or the farther they get from another call center the less uh, of a of a race mm-hmm. it is to get that talent and it, they have uh, lower attrition lower salaries it's uh, a lot of cost savings for for those businesses so mm-hmm. they're they're gonna go to cities that um, that we haven't even you know, that, that you can't even imagine Poro Point. La, La Union, um, probably Lipa, Batangas. KMC Savile's Michael McCullough shares how they're preparing for 2024. I think there's finally a realization that there's enough supply and there's going to be less and less supply coming up, uh, which will help um, ease the pressure on, on, on vacancy rates. So, you know, it's really been a supply challenge. Um, the demand isn't uh, where it used to be. You know, we used to do 500,000 to a, a million square meters a year just in Metro Manila. Um, and now you know, the entire country is doing um, about that, uh, about 500,000 uh, square meters the, across the entire country. Again, a lot of that is now relocation and not new take up. So net take up uh, is still a bit of a challenge. And, you know, these next two years, Still in property, data from the Banco Central show residential real estate prices of various types of new housing units in the Philippines rose faster in the second quarter by 14.1% year-on-year. And that is it for today's Market Edge. Don't forget to hit the follow button for the latest market action in the Philippines.